fourth consecutive conference win. Blocked, snuffed, rubbed out, erased. And Georgia Tech with an opportunity. Austin still on his feet. One man, you can't believe what just happened. What a time to be alive. Beavers right, one to the left, straight back to pass. Going deep, throwing it down the far sideline, and it is caught for a touchdown. Devontae Smith wins the national championship down the left sideline and wide open behind the defense. And Chris Davis takes it to the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the midfield goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy What's up? Welcome back to Man to Man Podcast, Out on the Plains. I'm your co-host, Jackson. I'm your co-host, Nick. And today is a good day. We're back at it. Coming to you right after Alabama got taken down. Nick, I want to hear your thoughts on this one right here. Okay, uh, so I did pick uh, Tennessee to win. So I will say that's a good pick for me. So did Jackson. I went 6-5 and five last week, but let's get... There's not really much to talk about. I mean, last week was one of the best weekends I've ever seen in college football. A lot of upsets, a lot of good things happened. Um, let's uh, let's just go ahead and talk about the third Saturday in October, though. Um, yeah, so Tennessee, really good team, obviously. Hendon Hooker, he's my Heisman uh, front runner right now. The, they they chopped up that Alabama defense. Alabama played really well too offensively. I want to say defensively. This was a shootout. This looked like a Big Twelve game, but I loved it. This is a game of the year in my opinion. Uh, Tennessee, like I said, if they win, Knoxville's going to explode. Knox and Knoxville did explode. The goalpost is going down the Tennessee River right now. So, yeah, they looked great. Um, Nick Saban got out coached in my opinion. Um, Josh Hoople, Heupel, however you say his name. I think he could be building something here. Um, they got they got to get the defense on. They got to work on the defense, and I think they can go undefeated. Their only tough game left is really Georgia. They got Kentucky coming up next week, but I don't know. That's that's a college football playoff team, in my opinion. I think you could say they're the best team in the nation right now over Ohio State. So, what do you think? Um, uh, I don't know if they're. I don't. I don't know if they're the best team in the nation. I think that. Um, I think they have a little bit of kinks to work out, but also they just beat what some people think was the best team in the nation. And I think any time that you beat Alabama, that's one where you go to the roofs and you go crazy. Um, like you said, that, that, that goalpost is floating down the Tennessee River right now. That was that was crazy. Those images of the stadium right after where you see completely filled with fans. Um, it was just, he can throw the deep ball. And that that's where we saw Tennessee score a lot of their points was just throwing throwing down the middle of the field down the what is his last name Hyde, Hyatt Hyatt him um, broke the school record. If you break a school record against Alabama, five touchdowns. Good on you. I mean that secondary looked trash against this uh, Tennessee wide receiver core, but um, I'm happy to see another. QB that I haven't thought of before. Like before, if, before this season, if you would if you were talking about Hendon Hooker, I'd be like, yeah, okay, sure. 
But now to put himself in that place, that's I respect him a lot. I was high on him this offseason, I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't, but I'm so happy he's where he's at and he did what he did, able to rip apart that Alabama defense. It's so good to see. Um, yeah, so like I said, it was a good week. TCU uh won in a shootout. Utah up stuns USC and I think it was an overtime game. I don't know. I, I know it was 43 to 42. They went for two in the last one, and that was a big upset. Uh, it really was an upset, though. Utah was favored, but in my mind, that's an upset. Um, let's see. There's not – Auburn and Ole Miss was kind of a good game until the end. Um, let's see. Kansas goes down. They're unranked again. That's two losses in a row. It's tough. Penn State got absolutely – Demolished. I called that one. I, well, I, it was I, close until about the fourth quarter, but they. What got, did I say? That's yeah, what I exactly. Uh, Kentucky, they stopped Mississippi State. Mississippi State loses by ten. I did not expect. I did. Ex- I did say Kentucky was going to win. I don't know. I just had a gut feeling they were, and I was right. But that was kind of surprising. They shut down their offense. But let's go ahead and go move into week eight. So. <laughs> First game we got is Texas A&M at South Carolina, and Texas A&M is favored by three points. Um, in my opinion, there's these are two different teams, and they're trending in different directions. Texas A&M is trending down. South Carolina is trending up. They just beat Kentucky. They upset Kentucky, and they it was a good game. I know I understand Will Levis wasn't playing for Kentucky, but it was still a good win. They beat them by, I think, 14, 13 points. Texas A&M hasn't, hasn't looked good. I mean, they they played good against Alabama. That's the last time we see them. But that's the only game where I've been kind of impressed by them. Their offense obviously still wasn't impressing then. Um, South Carolina's uh, underdog, three points, like I said. I think they're getting their crap together. I think uh, South Carolina's going to pull the upset at South Carolina. Um, I don't don't really know what to think about this game just because um, I don't think – Spencer Rattler, I don't think he's playing to the the caliber that he should be. He played really well a couple of weeks ago against Kentucky. I'll tell you that. I don't know if you saw that game, but I know he didn't cover that game. But I think he only had I think he had a touchdown and a pick. But um, I think the question here is going to be if if Texas A and M can can mix things up on them. Uh, with with their offensive game plan, uh, see if we can get uh, Haynes King a little bit more involved. But I I don't know who to pick. This is a tough one. Um, you know, right, I'm gonna just go for it. Give me Texas A&M. I think Haynes King might be able to do a little something against this defense. South Carolina hasn't beaten Texas A&M since they came to the SEC in 2012. By the way, so that's also a streak that's gonna end, in my opinion. Uh, Iowa at Ohio State. Um, Iowa, you're talking about top five defense and then a bottom five offense. And then Ohio State, you're talking about top five offense. And honestly, I think their defense is still pretty solid. Um, We're covering – I don't even know why we're covering this game. This is just one of the games that we warm up to. Ohio State, and I think they're going to (laughs) cover. I mean, they're a real good team, obviously. I'm right there with you. I mean, Petras is – doggy he's he's bad and uh cj he's i think he's the front runner right now for the heisman right i mean it's it's, it, it's very it's close but it's yeah but i i would say that he's the say he's the front runner i would say hinden all the way 
If I guess you go and and you beat Alabama, and yeah. he's, he has the stats. He's he should be the Heisman. If you if you, if you have the opinion. schedule, I mean that was that was his Heisman game. Yeah, right there. But um, CJ Shroud, CJ Shroud, he's agreed to be one of the best QBs in uh, college football right now, and I think that he's just gonna dominate. He's just gonna throw over the top, and he's gonna be able to pick apart. Uh, I don't I don't know about pick apart, <clears throat> but at some point it's just gonna be talent against talent. And Ohio State's going to beat you right there. So, give me Ohio State. Give me them. I'll, I'll say they cover. To be clear, I think it's Hendon Hooker's Heisman to lose. Um, I think he's clearly in the driver's seat in that conversation, in my opinion. Okay, let's move on to Syracuse at Clemson. Number 14, Syracuse. They're undefeated. They haven't had this good of a season in a while. I don't even know if ever. And then they're heading into Clemson to uh, – Face on the number five Tigers. Uh, Clemson is favored by 14. Uh, so, I don't really – I've been picking against Clemson all year, and I've been wrong every single time. And Syracuse is, like, the least that I want – like, I don't think Syracuse is going to win. But I can't – I can't – I haven't watched them a lot this year. I haven't watched them because I didn't think they were going to be good. They're undefeated. They've played two ranked teams, and they've beat them soundly. I mean, they have a good defense. Uh, that running back, I can't remember his name, Sean Tucker, I think, something like that. He's he's pretty damn good. Um, oh, this is – I'll tell you right now, I'm going to pick Clemson, but I don't think they're going to cover. So, give me Clemson, but Syracuse is going to cover. I'm right there with you. Uh, I have been call- – I've called Clemson every single time just because they're that team that's going to pull it out, and they're going to do the same thing right here against Syracuse. Um, Syracuse has, has had some good wins. They beat NC State. They beat uh, Purdue when Purdue looked good. Um, but Clemson's just Clemson, and they have a way to find out how to win that um, that conference every single year, and they're going to do the same thing right here, especially with uh, ukulele playing the way he is. He's, he's able to – He's become the quarterback where that uh, Dabble wanted him to be. You know, everyone was down him in the beginning. Everyone thought that he shouldn't be starting. They thought that they should bench him in order to save the season, and look at him now. Um, he's playing like a, a top-tier QB right here, and he's going to continue the streak going into Syracuse. Okay, so here we have number 24, Mississippi State, coming off a disappointing loss against Kentucky. Heading into Bryant-Denny Stadium, Tuscaloosa, to face the number six Alabama Crimson Tide. Also coming off a really disappointing loss, a really, really disappointing loss to Tennessee. Um, so Alabama's favored by 21. And if you look at Mississippi State's offense and Tennessee's offense, it is different. It's different scheme-wise, but it's it has its similarities. You have, honestly, you have Hendon Hooker, and you have Will Rogers, and you have Bryce Young. Those are top three. Put them in any order. So... I still think Bryce Young again. He's t- he's facing a top three quarterback again. Um, Will Rogers is gonna is gonna throw touchdowns in this game. They're gonna score points. I'm telling you right now, they're gonna score points against that that secondary that's not as good as it usually is. Um, Twenty one points is kind of too much for me. The only reason I think they might cover is because they just came off a loss. They're mad. It's Alabama. You know, Alabama after a loss is one of the best teams in the nation. <laughs> But is the best team in the nation. But I, I'm back and forth on this. I th- I don't think they're gonna cover. I think this could end up being a game to watch in the fourth quarter. But give me Alabama. Um, looking at these two teams, um, I think in order for Mississippi State to have a chance in this game, they gotta 
I don't think that they can depend on Will Rogers in this one. I think in order to in order to be able to beat a team like Alabama, you need to have some sort of diversity on your offense. And last last week, Mississippi State did not have that. They couldn't get the run game going. They couldn't get anything started on the ground. They just relied on Will Rogers. And, uh, you know, bad things happen. We always talk about how air raid offenses, they're going to fail at some point. And you're not... Well, well, to be fair, it's air raid. They don't really run the ball anyway. Yeah, it's it's air raid, but I think in, uh, going against Alabama, you need to have some sort of device diversity. Be able to pick up four yards on the ground, five yards on the ground. Have some sort of... Um, offensive scheme where you can leave that um, that secondary guessing, that D-line guessing, because that's the only way to beat Alabama. Um, with Alabama, I think in order for them to give up this game, then they have to be undisciplined like they've been. So in order for Mississippi State to win, Alabama has to be undisciplined, and that's all we've seen this year is just an undisciplined Alabama team. But I think that 21 points is a lot. I think it's close at halftime, but I think Alabama's going to run away with it. Give me Alabama uh, covering. Cover? Okay. All right, so I, I will say, you saying that they have to run the ball, that's like the opposite of what they do. Mike Leach passes the ball. It's his offense. Even when it's not working, that's how the air raid works. They run the ball like five times a game. Yeah, but I don't think that you can just throw the ball that's not, all over. No, I'm Alabama. saying that's not their offense. Like, they don't. That's what Tennessee did. They ran the ball like 10 times. They didn't run the ball good against Alabama. They threw the ball all over them, though. Tendo so ran. That's why I'm saying he ran, yeah, a couple plays. But I'm saying, like, that's why I'm saying it's kind of like Mississippi State is kind of like Tennessee's offense. Not overall, but in that game. Because Tennessee, look up their rushing yards. Hold on. Let me look up Tennessee's rushing yards real quick against Alabama. Yeah, but from I, I think – I just I think Tennessee the the reason they were able to do it was because not only do they have a great quarterback but they also have one of the strongest um one of the strongest wide receiver cores and obviously Mississippi State has a strong wide receiver core as well but it's I don't think that it's as good as Tennessee's and I definitely think that Saban's going to be putting in work with his DBs his secondary in order to sort of not get as many um, pass interferences, clean up their play style, um, be able to protect the deep ball better, especially down the middle, because that's where we saw Tennessee hit. Um, <clears throat> but I think I just don't see I don't see Mississippi State having a chance in this game if they only rely on air raid because air raid works against teams, but I don't think it'll work against Alabama. Obviously, I'm saying that right after. That's what Tennessee did against Alabama, but I think that okay. Tennessee is a, a much talented, much more talented team than Mississippi State. Okay, so they did have 180 yards rushing, but they had 400 yards passing. But yeah, so they did run the ball a little bit. I was wrong about that, but I don't know if they're. I don't know if Tennessee's a way more talented team. I don't know how good they've recruited. But I don't. I don't think they're top tier recruiting in the SEC. But so I didn't. I. I don't. I don't think that Alabama's a gimme. For, I don't think that game's in Alabama. God, I can't talk. Take that out. I don't think that's a gimme for Alabama, but we'll see. I still think they're going to win, obviously. Um, so let's move on to uh, number seven, Ole Miss, heading into Baton Rouge, Death Valley, LSU. LSU's actually fared by one and a half points. Um, Which is weird because that's the number seven team in the country against someone who's uh, not ranked. Well, yeah, but weird. We, see, we see this a lot, though. Um 
It happened with Utah last week. It's Death Valley. LSU's been playing really well. Uh, Ole Miss, not – I mean, I don't know. They they didn't play that good against Auburn. And I'm, people are saying they look fine. I don't think they played well against Auburn. Um, LSU, they've been, like I said, they've been playing well. They, they beat Florida by, I think, 21 points. I think it was 42-21 or 42-35 or 42-28, something like that. Either, either way, they've been playing really good on offense. They've, I think they're on the upcoming. Um, whoever wins this game is going to be winning in the week, or is going to be first in the West. So, because with that Alabama loss, and then you got Ole Miss and Alabama coming up, that's going to be a big game. Also got LSU and Alabama coming up. Um, so, in my opinion, in the West, it's Alabama and then a drop off, and then Ole Miss and LSU in the next column. But I think LSU is going to be Ole Miss. I don't think LSU is anywhere close to Alabama. I don't think Ole Miss is anywhere close to Alabama. But I can I see I see what Vegas is saying. Honestly, I don't think Ole Miss is. I think Ole Miss is very overrated. And you're heading into Death Valley against a veteran coach. And I know you don't like uh, what's his name, the quarterback for LSU. But he's a good quarterback. He's he's a top seven or eight quarterback in the SEC. He's not bad. He just. He had a bad game against Auburn. He's had good games every other game. He's a good quarterback. Um, so yeah, give me LSU. Um, uh, I'm I'm right there with you about uh, Jaden Daniels. Uh, he's thrown for 300 yards the past two weeks um, against Tennessee and Florida, which are both teams that you know you're not gonna snuff at. But um, uh, I think I heard someone talking yesterday while I was going to class, and they were like. Jackson Dart's one of the best QBs in the SEC. He's one of the best QBs in the SEC. I don't know if I see it. Um, I, I, I don't think I see it with him. I think that Jaden Daniels outplays in this game. Um, he's finally started to get a chemistry with his with his wide receivers. They finally start. They've they've been able to fit the fit the ball into difficult holes. He's he's making decisions out there on the field, be, being able to feel the pressure and not run away every single play. I think that he's developed a lot of poise throughout the season, and I think that um, with all that being said, I think that. LSU is going to use it to their advantage, and I think that they're going to win right here in Death Valley. Really, you were. Whenever this line came out, you were said you were really surprised. I was. I was surprised just because I'm surprised no one. They're not overhyping Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people's a lot of people used to agree with what we were saying. Um, all right, here we got the the bowl of the beating up on Oklahoma. I could have said that better, but number seventeen, Kansas State is. Going up against uh, number eight TCU. TCU has been getting a lot of love recently. Obviously, they're undefeated. They're number eight. I've been seeing them talk uh, in playoff talk, um, and I think they it's well deserved. I mean, Max Duggan is a good quarterback. Kansas State, they they still they're still a good team, but I know transit property. I always say this: transit property you can't do it in college football. But TCU beat the brakes off Oklahoma, and Kansas State beat them by one touchdown. I think. Um, TCU is just a better team in my opinion Kansas State's not bad but TCU is just a better team TCU could go to the playoffs this year they could win the Big 12 I think TCU and Texas whenever they play it's going to be a really good game but yeah give me TCU and I think they're going to cover uh, what's the spread on it? Yeah. Uh, yeah I am right there with you um, I think that <clears throat> this TCU t- team has proven itself throughout its schedule, because um, nobody was talking about them before this season, and now 
they're number eight. And like you said, there's playoff talk about them, and that'd be that'd be a playoff I'd want to watch right there. Um, I think I think Kansas State, in order to um, in order to play on the same field in this in this game, in order to uh, perform as well, you're we're gonna need to see some 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 more of that uh, Adrian Martinez magic. Uh, that 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 type of playoff performance that we saw sort of towards the beginning of the season not not the beginning but right after the beginning that's where he was able to run he was able to pass he was able to do everything out on the field the issue is TCU's offense is so diverse and talented and I think in every facet that has allowed it to get it get itself into the eighth spot and I think it absolutely divert deserves that spot and I don't I don't see a super big game here I can see I could see Tennessee running away with it in the fourth quarter. I think they win by Tennessee. I not Tennessee. TCU, sorry. I could see them winning by ten plus points in this game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely agree. Okay. Let's move on to Texas at uh Oklahoma State. So Texas is actually favored by six points. Did I get that right? Texas is favored by six points. I think that's a little I think that's a little crazy. Because I, I, I'll tell you right now, I'm still going to pick Texas. I think Texas is a really good team. I think Texas is a top 10 team with Quinn Ewers at the quarterback. Um, and I think oh, uh, Oklahoma State's a good team, too. This is always a good game. But like I said, Texas is a really good team with Quinn Ewers as a quarterback. I'm kind of surprised they're favored by six. But the only reason I'm surprised is because I didn't think other people would agree with me. But I think Texas might run away with this one. I don't think I think they can win by 14 plus. I think it's going to be like a 38 to 24 type game, 38 23. So yeah, give me Texas. Uh, I'm I'm right there with you again. Um, I think this is this is a mad Texas team. I think this is an angry Texas team because I feel like they're not getting what they deserve. I think that this is a much talented, much more talented team than their 20 spot that they've been put in, and I think they're they're going to keep on clawing and fighting their way back up to that top 10 spot. They're still in the playoffs. Yeah, in my opinion. I mean. Like you said, Quinn Ewers is, has played really well. And they also have arguably one of the best running backs in college football right now, Bijan. Um, and so it's it's a very diverse offense. It's an offense that can score on the ground and in the air. It's Quinn Ewers has the ability to fit balls in the tight spots. And um, I think right here, just just because of the diversity of the offense – I am in complete agree with I, I completely agree with you. I can see um Texas running away with this. Alright, so we'll move on to our game of the week. Game of the week. UCLA at Oregon, number nine, number ten. Um, so I don't really have any big analysis on this game. I'll tell you right now, I don't know who's gonna win this game. I don't I don't have the best idea. I don't have a good idea. But I'll tell you right now, I'm picking with my heart. Uh you got number ten, Bo Nix playing there at Oregon. We haven't covered an Oregon game, I think, since the first week when they played Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Ever since then, they're undefeated. They've played really well. Bo Nix has played really well, and it it causes me pain. But you know who else plays really well? DTR. DTR. Uh, UCLA is really good. Um, they had a little blip against South Alabama, which is not a bad team. By the way, they're 5-2. and two. This is the best season they've had in a while. But whatever. Back on track. Uh, UCLA is a good team. They've played well the past couple weeks. I don't think they're a playoff team like some people are saying. They're undefeated, so maybe they are. 
Uh, uh, Oregon is still also. There's still another team that's in the playoff. Um, or like I said, Bonix is playing really well. It pains me to say that, but he's playing really well. We need him. So this is a really hard game to pick. I think this, these are two very similar teams. But all right, yeah. So whenever it comes down to, I don't know what to pick. I'm gonna pick with my heart. Okay. I don't want Oregon to win. I don't want Bo Nix to su succeed because if they win, people are going to be talking about Oregon in the playoffs. And I don't want to see that. I don't think anyone in the country wants to see that because we saw what Georgia did to them. And Georgia, I don't even know if they're going to make playoffs. So we saw we saw that. And even if we didn't see that, I don't care. I don't want to see Bo Nix succeed, which is really a harsh thing to say. But it's just the truth. Like, I'm telling you the truth. So I'm picking with my heart. I really hope Oregon gets eliminated from the playoffs after this game and UCLA keep chugging. So give me UCLA. No reason. Just I don't like Bonix. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna pick uh, I'm gonna pick UCLA too in this one. Um, uh, you're right. Bonix has been playing well, but who has he beat? BYU. He's I don't care. He's played well. I don't I, care he's he's played, played well, but I think he's 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 had an easier schedule. Let me tell since. Uh, Georgia. He hasn't. I don't think he's played a dominant uh, defense since Georgia. Let me just let me clarify. I don't like that argument. Who have they played? Because if you play well against anyone, you're you're playing well. Okay, so that because you can say that for Auburn. Like, but uh, Robbie Ashford. Who have they played? Well, he played Mercer. He didn't play good against Mercer. He played San Jose State. He didn't play good against San Jose State. So I don't, I think if you're playing good. You deserve props. That's my opinion. Yo, he only had a couple drives in Mercer and a couple drives in San Jose State. He played, but he he's played pretty well since then. But uh, I think that I don't know if I would say I want to say well. pretty well, but he's played better than everyone thought he would play. Okay, well let me just let me. Hold on, can I get the microphone? Let me re read you off the stats of Bonix. I I hate saying this. All right, the game after. Georgia game, 28 for 33, 280 yards, five touchdowns. That's an excellent game. I don't care if they're playing Eastern Washington. Now, it does affect it a little bit. Oregon, I mean, BYU, 13 for 18, 220 yards, two touchdowns. That's a pretty good game. That's not as good, obviously. Uh, Washington State, 428 yards, three touchdowns. That's a really good game. Oregon, by the way, they're killing all these teams. 16 for 29, two touchdowns. 160 yards. Now, that's not as good. And then Arizona. Yeah, I meant Stanford. Arizona, 20 for 25, 265 yards, no touchdowns. So, overall, Bo Nix has thrown for 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns, three interceptions. You don't, you didn't see that at Auburn. So, props to him. I don't – I don't. That, that's just what I'm saying. Props to him. Um. Anyways, I think that going to – I think DTR is a better quarterback. I think that – Um. I think he has certain abilities that uh, push him to be a top tier quarterback. He he can he can run on the ground. He can throw it in the air. They also have Zach. I don't know how to say his last name. Cabinet. That's what I'm gonna go with. Zach Cabinet. Yeah, Charbonnet. I was gonna yeah. go with Cabinet. That was close. Um, there he's able to push it on the ground too. So I think that this is uh, another team where you see a, a diverse a diverse offensive scheme that can that has the ability to pull out wins, pull out upsets. And we saw that against uh, uh, Utah. But I think it's going to be the, the same story right here. I think that UCLA is going to be able to get it done on the ground and in the air. I don't think Oregon's going to be able to keep up with them. So give me UCLA with the upset. All right. Well, that's everything. It's, been, it's kind of a slow week. 
We say slow week, it's five ranked matchups, but um, actually four. Anyways, with all that being said, um, a little bit of news. I did get that um, email done. It's going to be um, man, the number two, man, sec at gmail.com. All that's lowercase. So man, two, man, sec at gmail.com. So send, send us your thoughts, send us your comments, especially your criticisms. I know we make stupid decisions all the time, and we say stupid things. And we say, some of these teams are y'all's favorite teams. So, you know, yell at us if you want to. Uh, we'll bring them up on the show. But uh, we'll see y'all next week.